When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show. You had your best guy going last night in Garrett Cole, and he pitched about as well as you could possibly ask him to, and yet you still lost, and you still couldn't score any runs. But do you really think that one bat is going to make a difference? Like, what is the bat that is out there right now that is actually going to sway the fortunes of the New York Yankees? So if you're the Yankees right now, and if you're Brian Cashman, I'm not sitting here saying sell. Do you really think that going out there and adding another bat is going to make any difference whatsoever in how this lineup is performed, even though Aaron Judge is back in the fold? But the reality is, you look at the Yankees, 100-plus games into the season, and I know they have a winning record, but they got a huge mountain to climb right now. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Our buddy, Mr. LaGreca, is going to chime in around 11.30 or so. We got the big Mark Sasso Tweet charity that. softball game coming up later today. I think it's either 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock in Hawthorne, New Jersey, out at the WAG field. So Don will join us to talk about that, shed some light on it. I do think that if it does go off, we might be dodging some raindrops as a matter of fact, because the forecast is uh, a little bit dicey. But you know what? I gave you a little bit of a sneak peek because I know, and Harvey knows this as well as anybody, the the reason that people tune in to listen to this show, they tune in to listen to the weather forecast. Right, Harv? That's why they listen to this show. (laughs) That's what sells, baby. (laughs) Exactly. So you know what? For those that have tuned in for the weather, stay tuned because it's coming up soon. Weather on the ones right here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, We'll get to the football coming up in just a bit. Welcome. It's so funny. I got on the TV. You got ESPN. You got the NFL Network. It's back together weekend. This is just some corny marketing thing the NFL has come up with over the last handful of years. You know, the first, you know, weekend or second weekend, whatever it is, where training camps are open, everybody's in. So they have, like, people stationed all across the league. They're doing live reports. Back together weekend. Welcome back, family. It's football season. And the Jets and Giants are both off today. <laughs> so, whatever. I guess why they. I guess that's what they used to call it back together Saturday, and now they change it to back together weekend because now with all these rules in the CBA and the players need X amount of days off at a certain time, like God forbid they practice, you know, four or five days in a row without water breaks and fruit punch and high C and you know Nutrigrain bars and all these other things that they have to get now. Now they need their days off, so back together weekend, whatever it is. Um, orange slices. We used to get that as kids, right, when we would play soccer and all those other things. Let's say hi to Anthony in the mail truck. He is up next here on 9870 SB. And Anthony, how are you? Good morning, weatherman Dan. How oh, Anthony. Anthony, how are you, buddy? You, you couldn't tell me that it was going to be 100 degrees the last two days? Yeah. I, well, you know what? It, there's a difference. <laughs> I don't think people paid to have me tell you that it was going to be 100 degrees the last couple of days. <laughs> big, 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 big shout out to the company who was out there at the uh, – at the great, great Mark Sasso event, um, trying to take down everyone in their path and, you know, play the ESPN All-Stars uh, at 5 o'clock, I believe the game is. Um, 
But I wanted to go back on your point that you had said earlier um, about the Yankees and, um, you know, what bats they can add. The, the thing about the Yankees is, and not many people are talking about it, um, they don't have – they don't – right now the payroll, the way that it's structured, they can't really sell because who's going to buy – Anthony Rizzo's contract. Who's going to buy Stanton? Who's going to, you know, some of these guys like Judge, Cole, obviously those are untouchable because um, Cole's the best pitcher in the league right now. Um, but it's just like they are not in, they can't be in sell mode. And my last point um, is on Giancarlo Stanton. And I was talking to Joe Leo. And to me personally, I think Rizzo can be fixed. I think Rizzo is going to be okay. Um, I don't think that he has as many holes uh, as Stanton does. But when, when Stanton goes up there, and, and I don't think that this is the reason why um, he's struggling, but it could be, you know, a big part of it. When he got hit in the face, before that, Dan, he was, like, head over heels the, the best, uh, you know, just power bat in the league, right? So, you know, after he got hit, and, you know, he just looks not, – not that he's afraid to get hit by the ball in the face. Obviously, you know, probably hurt him a little bit. But, it, you know, it, it's – he just looks skittish up there. And I, I watched his bat against Cano in the eighth uh, – or in the ninth, I believe. Um, and he just looks absolutely lost. And it's I, – I don't know what else – like, he's he, he looks like he's done. And we still have him for another three years. You know, I didn't mind getting the contract when it was $25 million because some of these guys were getting, you know, way more than that. And in an open market, Stanton probably would have uh, gotten that if he hit free agency when he was going to. Um, but I just wanted to hear your take on that, brother. You have a great weekend, and uh, I'll talk to you soon, man. Hey, Anthony, stay cool out there, my friend. You know, going to be another scorcher out there, but I thank you for the phone call. I, I, I don't think – they're hitting in the face – when he got plunked, I, what was the pitcher's name for Milwaukee? Uh, I can't even remember. But, oh, Mike Fires, that's right. Mike Fires. Stanton still came back and won an MVP a few years later after getting hit in the face. So I don't think that has anything to do with it. He got hit in the face in 2014. In 17, he hit the 59 home runs and, and, and won the MVP. So I, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I think the biggest problem with Stanton is, apart from other things, is number one, he hasn't always been available since coming over the Yankees. That has nothing to do with getting hit in the face, right? I mean, look how many games he's missed already this year. He's played 53 games this year. That's not what they signed up for. And the difference between a guy like Rizzo and a guy like Stanton, it's the paychecks in terms of what you expect from them. If Anthony Rizzo slumps, you say, oh, boy, you know what? They need to get this guy hitting a little bit. Agreed. But... He's also not making what Giancarlo Stanton's making. Anthony Rizzo was never an MVP. Anthony Rizzo was never, as Anthony put it, one of the most feared, if not the most feared slugger in all of Major League Baseball at one point in time. Right? The expectations are different for each player. And right now, when you look at Stanton, I got to just remind myself, you look at the contract right now. He's still got 2024 and 2025 at $32 million each in those two seasons. 2026 comes down to 29 million, 2027 comes down to 25 million, and 10 million in each of those last two seasons they are paid by the Marlins, by the way. And then you got a team option in 2028, which you know the Yankees aren't going to be picking up. It's a $10 million buyout. So right now he's got four more seasons 
after this under contract. Good luck with that. Bobby in Long Island is up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Bobby, how are you? Yeah, hi, Dan. Uh, it's so funny. There's another pitcher with a 670 RA that they can't hit. I mean, this is just incredible. Um, I mean, they yeah, but Grayson Rodriguez, Bobby, like I said earlier, Grayson Rodriguez is an up-and-coming pitcher. He got off to a rough start this year. He went down to the minor leagues for a couple of months. He seems to have righted himself here. His last two starts have been very, very good. He is going to be a pain in the neck for years to come. Trust me. And um, as far as Judge, uh, they're, this is this is going to be you know, what every team is going to do. They're going to walk him because no one else can hit behind him. So until these players pick it up and it's starting to look like the 1965 Yankees, they all look like they're getting old at the same time. And, um, you know, as of, as 100 games in, size is pretty good sample size. So, I mean, like the previous caller said, the Yankees have no minor league system. All these products, they have no one to sell anyway to get anybody. All these minor leagues, he talked about the old the big contracts, but look at the minor leaguers. I mean, Dominguez is in like 224. I know he's been hot recently. But all these minor leaguers that they have come up with, have, they've sent them down. There's no, they don't know how to develop players. Cash means develop two guys in 25 years. In Judge and Cano, and uh, you know, and as far as um, cash for making any trades, he hasn't made any good trades. I mean, maybe the Justice trade years ago, um, and you know, he ended up being on steroids. But you know, he hasn't. He gets he's good at getting scraps off the street. But me, you, and my grandmother could do what he does. Again, billions of dollars for the last twenty-five years, and eventually you're going to get it once right. Once right. Bobby, you're not wrong, and I thank you for the phone call. Um, the thing about the Yankees, like I said earlier. What is the marketable asset you have right now that you could potentially sell off? Glaber Torres, right? That would be the guy. When you combine youth, control, that would be the guy that some other team would maybe covet. But what can you get back in return? And do you feel that it's worth it? Yeah, I mean, look, is this Yankee lineup right now hitting with Glaber Torres in it? No. But Bobby's a 1,000% right, and, and, and we talked about that earlier this morning. If you are an opposing team right now, knowing how much the Yankees have struggled offensively over the last couple of months, with or without Aaron Judge, with or without Aaron Judge, why would you let anybody named Aaron Judge beat you? You let anybody not named Aaron Judge beat you. That's how you approach You know what the Yankees are right now, their lineup? They're like the football team that has a really, really good running back, and they have a horrible quarterback and little to no passing game whatsoever. They are not a threat at all when it comes to throwing the ball. So you know what you do if you're an opposing defense? You go out there and you put eight, nine guys in the box and you dare the quarterback to beat you with his arm. And that's how teams have to approach the Yankees right now from an offensive standpoint. You pitch around Aaron Judge and make the next guy and the next guy after that and the next guy after that try to beat you. And until those other guys step up to the plate and start producing at a consistent level and actually look like they may have been playing Major League Baseball at one point or another at a semi-high level, why should that approach change? Why? Let's get Mitch in East Windsor up right now. He's next on 98.7 ESPN. Hello, Mitch. Hello, Dan. What's happening? Good morning, Mitch. What's up? It is a good morning. You know, it seems like both New York teams should be in the selling business. But you got like, I don't blame the Mets. Sell off your old pieces except for Justin and Max. Because maybe you have a, a slim chance of getting back in it. Maybe you, you have no buyers. chance. You have no chance. 
How, how, well, Mitch, how Nick, did they have a chance? They just traded their closer away. The Mets' bullpen stunk with David Robertson. Now you took out your best arm. How were they contending? Who's, who's going to close for this team? Who's going to get big outs in the seventh and eighth inning? Well, maybe maybe the two uh, billionaires, uh, big, the big guys, uh, Max and Justin, they got to eat up more innings. They got to pitch more into the we, game. We know that's not going to happen. I know. Yeah. But you got, you know, Lindor, you got to sign Alonzo, and you got these two young kids, the catcher, uh, uh, Alvarez and Beatty. So you do have a pretty good core. Now, we know. Yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead. Um, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. You know, go ahead. I was going to say, sure, ahead of time, has the MVP. This guy, he's just amazing. He's got the MVP locked up. And, and you like, the, I think the Angels have a better chance than the Yankees. And they're both in great divisions because Texas has done, you know, a lot. But anyway. Can you say my Dodgers to keep training uh, um, part-time plays at best? No real ringers. Going back to the past, is they missed out on Otani. I'm kind of mm-hmm. glad the Angels to keep him, and hopefully in the exciting long term next year. Will they go after Nelson Arenado? And uh, thanks for taking my call. Well, you got you got um, Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly back again. Joe Kelly feels like this is like his ninth tour of duty with the Dodgers. And he got Lance Lynn. Look, Lance Lynn has had a tough season with the White Sox, but the thing you like about Lance Lynn is that he's a bulldog, he's durable, and he'll pitch for you. And that's what the Dodgers are looking for right now. They're looking for somebody who will take the baseball once every five days because that star- it, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's almost miraculous that the Dodgers are where they are right now given the injuries that they've had with the starting rotation. I mean, three rookies have already had to make their debuts this year and make starts for them. A couple of them pitched at a pretty decent level, too. The Bobby Millers of the world, the Emmett Sheehan's, Michael Groves, guys like that. A um, couple of nights ago, before I took uh, took off out of town, they traded – now, Syndergaard was giving them nothing. He was banged up to begin with. Syndergaard, they traded for Ahmed Rosario. That's a good pickup for the Dodgers because Syndergaard is shot right now. I don't know what he's going to get – or he's going to possibly give Cleveland. Cleveland is also – dealing with injuries to their starting rotation all season long. If the, if the Cleveland Guardians did not have as many injuries to their starting staff, they'd be in first place right now as opposed to Minnesota. And, and, and the guards are right there. You know, they're only a game back in the loss column. But Ahmed Rosario was going to be a free agent at the end of the season, the former Met, of course. They had explored some talks already with Cleveland. They went nowhere. Cleveland, you know, not a big money, big payroll team anyway. So they figure we're not going to be able to sign this guy in the offseason, so we might as well get something for him. I'm surprised the return was as little as Noah Syndergaard. If this was 2016, you say, Jesus, they hit a home run. And isn't it funny, too, like you go back to 2016. 2016, Syndergaard is one of the top pitchers in baseball, arguably the ace of the Mets staff at that point. Remember, he started the wild card game in 2016 because he was the guy you had the most faith in at that point. And Rosario was considered one of the top prospects in all the Major League Baseball. And then fast forward a handful of years later, they're traded for one another. Incredible. It's baseball, Susan. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We'll get into some football when we come back. Dalvin Cook visiting Florham Park this weekend. Is he going to join the Jet backfield? We'll talk about it. Grasses Show, 98.7 ESPN. Yes, monkey spelt just like the animal. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is the Dan Grasa Show on 98.7 ESPN. It's a moment you've all been waiting for. The reason that you tune into this show. It's time now for the weekend weather. That's right. Presented by Grand Marnier. All right, let me get on my uh, weatherman voice here. Today's what, Saturday? What we're looking at today, folks, partly cloudy early. There's going to be some thunderstorms developing this afternoon. A few of those storms might be a little bit on the severe side, so seek shelter, but don't seek shelter underneath a tree. That could be very, very dangerous there for you. High of 93 degrees. you got a chance of rain probably at about 60%. A little bit later on this evening, though, you're going to see those scattered thunderstorms start to dissipate and then clear out. It should be nice after midnight. Those storms should provide a little bit of cooling to the area because it has been a scorcher. For the last few days, you're looking at a low of about 66 degrees overnight. That is your weekend weather brought to you by Grand Marnier. It takes cocktails from ordinary to unforgettable. I don't know. I just feel like this falls flat, Harvey. Maybe we need to, like, spruce this up a little bit more, like, next time with, like, a... No, we need to do, like, some production and stuff like that because people, people are locked in for the weekend weather. You know, don't let the ESPN and the sports thing fool you. People want to know their weather when they tune into this show. If this continues, yeah. I will have somebody on it All right. for production. Well, they're going to continue with me. We know that. So whoever the hell they're going to pass the baton to, that, 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 that's fine. But we still got a few more weeks of this, so I, I figure we do it up. Right? We have some fun when it comes to the weather. Anyway, um, football-wise, back together weekend. We were talking about that earlier. Jets and Giants off today. They'll be back on the practice field again tomorrow. And tomorrow... A certain running back is going to be visiting Florham Park, New Jersey. Goes by the name of Dalvin Cook. He is still out there. Boy, Dalvin Cook has been making the rounds, right? He was on Good Morning Football um, yesterday. I think he's actually going to be on ESPN in about an hour from now. Most of these guys, like whenever they're deciding like where they're going to sign, like they kind of keep a low profile. They don't want to like maybe add any fuel to the rumors or anything like that. Not Dalvin Cook. He's out there telling you exactly what he's thinking, where he's visiting, what he's looking for, and all those things. So really not too many secrets. And I guess the latest we heard about it was what? We would be surprised at this point. Surprised if he doesn't sign. With the New York Jets. And boy, if that happens right now, you're starting to look at this team. You know, you're going to start to think like, uh, get like some dream team vibes here. And it ain't all that long ago 
you know, you don't have to go down to the Hall of Records or, you know, search the Internet far and wide to remember a time when the Jets were not a destination, right? We were all there. Wasn't that long ago? 2020 was three seasons ago. They won two games. And for a long time that season, it looked like they were going to win no games. Greg and I would be sitting there each week getting ready to do the game, and we would be wondering, boys, you think that they could keep this thing competitive going into the third quarter? Like small victories, right? People would take shots at them left and right, people making jokes about them all over the place, whether it's on you know late-night TV, Saturday Night Live, whatever it is, right? The butt of jokes. When you lose, that's what happens. But boy, have things changed. It seems like overnight. You got a four-time MVP, future Hall of Famer in Aaron Rodgers, who chose the Jets. Gave back $35 million in restructuring his contract because he wants it to work with the Jets. Left money on the table so they could bring in guys like a Dalvin Cook, potentially, and fortify this roster around him. We were talking about this the other day, as a matter of fact, on one of the shows earlier in the week. Right about the quarterback position and, you know, as it pertains to somebody like Saquon, for example. And, you know, we'll get into the Giants coming up here in just a bit. But, you know, how incumbent is it upon each quarterback to take less? And I said, you know what? This is pro sports. This is their livelihoods. Nobody's under any obligation whatsoever to leave money on the table for the good of the team. You don't have to do that. And I'm not going to be critical of a player one way or the other. That's their livelihood. It's their job. Now, somebody like Aaron Rodgers deciding to do that, guess what? He can. He has no qualms about it because you know what? Aaron Rodgers has made more than $35 million. How many times over? Playing in the NFL for as long as he has and playing at an extremely high level. All the endorsements off the field, the State Farm, and on and on and on. Guy's got more money than he knows what to do with. All the money Aaron Rodgers has made, he, he couldn't spend that money in, in, in four lifetimes. So him ponying with, you know, giving back 35 mil, he wants to win. Aaron Rodgers is a real, real smart guy. He knows what's at stake. He knows how people look at him and saying that his career is maybe not all that it should be because he only has the one Super Bowl. So he's going to do whatever he can to try to get that second ring and how that could change the perception of how his legacy is going to be looked back upon once his playing career is over. But there's also, I think, another faction of the Jet fan base and I was talking to some of them that they look at this Dalvin Cook news and they hear all the rumblings about well this thing is as good as done they basically have to you know dot the I's and cross the T's and Dalvin Cook is going to be a Jet but then they think this is going to be the same old same old to them getting burned like they've gotten burned one too many times in the past by a marquee player. You know, the Tyreek Hill situation last year, which I think was a blessing in disguise that it never happened. But Tyreek Hill was right there with the Jets. He chose Miami. Shoot, I go all the way back to, you really want to go back in the time machine? Shoot, I go back 30 years ago when a guy by the name of Reggie White was a free agent. And to me became, you know, one of the best free agent signings in the history of football when the Jets wind and dine Reggie White and he ultimately decided to sign with the Green Bay Packers. And it looked like for a little bit that he might sign with the Jets. He picked Green Bay. Oh, well. And now you have Dalvin Cook. And I wouldn't read into this as if the Brees Hall experiment has failed 
or that the Jets are down on Brees Hall, or Brees Hall is, you know, maybe behind in his rehab from coming back from the torn ACL, and, you know, he's not going to be able to produce this year. Nothing of the sort. Nothing at all. This is insurance more than anything for Brees Hall. Brees Hall is still the future of the running at the running back position for the Jets. And if Dalvin Cook does sign, it's I, I, I would say probably a one-year deal. I mean, probably. That's what I'm thinking. Or they would structure the contract to where most of the guaranteed money is going to be paid out in the first year. Right? Maybe they make it a two-year deal just to spread it out in terms of minimizing cap hits and, and this and that. But they believe in Brees Hall. He's going to be the guy. And most players that come back from the ACL injury, they need that first year to kind of get themselves right again. So if they want to maybe limit the reps of Brees Hall, what better way to do that to bring in a proven back like Dalvin Cook? Guy who's played at a high level, produced at a high level, Pro Bowls, the whole nine yards. A Dalvin Cook, Brees Hall backfield, Aaron Rodgers at the quarterback position, weapons at wide receiver. Yeah, I think you could get excited about the Jet offense. You can. But it's amazing. The thing I keep coming back to is how things are changing. Seemingly overnight with this franchise. And all of a sudden, this is a place that people want to be at. Hard Knocks wanted the Jets. Has to be the Jets. You think Hard Knocks wanted the Jets in 2020? (laughs) Or coming off of that season? Right? You might as well have put a webcam in a funeral home. It would have got better ratings. But not this year. And not with this team. Will they get it done? Only time will tell. We'll hear from Dalvin Cook when we come back, plus your phone calls at 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. So while this is now a destination for players, it's also becoming apparently a source of hate around the National Football League, even by coaches. Wow. We'll get into the latest barbs coming all the way from Denver out the Florham Park. Grasser Show till noon, 98.7 ESPN. We paid attention in class, boys and girls. Yes, we did. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. 
Like I said, we'll never say no to a great player if it's uh, if the opportunity presents itself in the right way. So excited about him and his visit. It's really just being able to get have a conversation, get hands on him. I, I know he's got some things that medically that would have to check out and all that stuff, but he's dynamic. He's a dynamic ball carrier. He's been a, a dynamic ball carrier for a long time. He's great in the past game. And uh, so it's just a matter, like I said, of all the details of that. I'll, I'm not going to get too detailed, but he's you can't say no to a good football player. They usually find a way. Robert Sala, Jets coach on TMKS the other day. Talking about Dalvin Cook. He's going to be in town this weekend visiting with the club. We'll see if they let him leave the building. Dan Gross' show, 98.7 ESPN. Like we said, Cook has kind of been making the rounds, doing the media tour the last few days, not really hiding from what his current situation is right now. Look, unfortunately, Dalvin Cook finds himself no different than a lot of other guys who play that position Looking for work, looking for jobs, trying to get a contract a little bit on par from what they think their value and their production up until this point in their career has warranted. You know, we went through it here with Saquon Barkley, and ultimately he decided to basically just end the holdout and agree to a deal pending incentives, which is just a little bit higher than what the franchise tag would have been. And we had a lot to say about that earlier in the week, certainly, is how he took a big L on that one, but neither here nor there. Ezekiel Elliott is a guy, you know, who's been an extremely productive back in his career. Still looking for work. There's a report that Ezekiel Elliott is actually going to be visiting the New England Patriots this weekend. You know, Josh Jacobs, leading rusher in the NFL last year with the Raiders. They put the tag on him. He couldn't get himself even a multi-year deal. It's just the current state of affairs. It is. So here was Dalvin Cook on Good Morning Football yesterday. That's a program on uh, the NFL Network. I don't believe they do weather like we do on this show. But uh, Dalvin Cook was asked, what are the odds that he signs with the J-E-T-S Jets? I think they're pretty high, man. I, I think we're in a position of, of, you know, a team that's building something special, and I want to be a part of something mm-hmm. special, you know, as a player. And I want to add to just whatever they got going on. So I think the, the possibility is high right now, you know, of, of getting things done. I, I mean, he doesn't mince words right there, right? It sounds like he's pretty genuine and that he would want this to happen. But it's all going to come down to money. Right? He realizes right now, see, the unfortunate thing about it, if you're Dalvin Cook, is, was he, 27 years old? He's been in the league six years. He's been a really, really productive back. As you get older as a running back, like the same thing we even compared it to Saquon. Okay, Saquon decided to go about this thing for one year this season. Giants could put the tag on him again next year. Great. But if Saquon decides to go and hit the open market again next offseason, and if maybe he and the Giants come to this, like, handshake agreement, like, don't franchise me, what multi-year, big-time, big-money deal is Saquon going to get from some other team a year older with more mileage on those legs, right? I, I don't think anybody is going to do that at all unless they're in an extremely charitable mood. And the same thing applies to Dalvin Cook. After the season, he's going to be a year older with more carries on that body. In a running back market, which is not exactly bearing fruits for any of its members. You know, so they could have all the Zoom calls that they want. They could have all their meetings, all their summits, whatever it is. You know, call up, you know, great running. You know, call up Tony Dorsett. Call up Barry Sanders. Call up Earl Campbell. Call up Eric Dickerson. Call up any of these great Hall of Fame running backs. And, you know, have them come to the meetings and let them pound the table for just how important the position is. You know, get John Riggins on the phone, all those things. It's not going to matter. It just isn't. You know, I saw Le'Veon Bell saying something 
I don't know when it was, but I, I was just reading comments that he made about how, you know, bottom tier quarterbacks are getting paid more than upper tier running backs. Well, welcome to the NFL 2023. I've been warning you, I've been saying it. It's a passing league, it's a passing game. Duh, it's where we're at. Richard in Manhattan is up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Good morning, Richard. How are you? Hi, Dan. Dan, I don't know why the Mets traded their most valuable player of the year. I can't understand that. You know, the, why? Six, the, the 73 Mets were in just as bad a condition. Look, the last 20 games, mm-hmm. Dan, the Mets have gone 12 and 8. They've got about 60 games left. You go, tw- tw- you go tw- uh, 12 and 8. The final 60 games, that's 36 and 24. I think they've got 48 now or 49. That's 84, 85 wins. I'll take 84, 85 wins and see what happens. I don't trade anybody. I mean, what for what? In their, their first 80, they were terrible, but their last 20, they've been okay. Why would you make that move? He's a Met fan, this guy. You don't blame the general manager. It's the owner. He's been a Met fan. And he's my age, so he's followed him since 62, like me. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went through the 69 miracle and the 73, what happened then. You know, you don't have to worry about how many teams are in front of you. All you have to do is keep winning. That's all you can do. When you win, it gets the motivation of the fan base, keeps the two older pitchers motivated. You've got to keep the Mets going. I don't understand how you trade your MVP of the season. If they let anyone else go on this team. Did you see the game last night, Dan? Uh, I saw pieces of it, yeah. Eighth inning there. Defense looked great. Alonzo, Batty. And uh, McNeil made three great plays in the eighth inning. So those guys haven't given up. I mean, you just can't give up. And for the owner to just abandon ship like this, if he does, if he lets any other any of the other guys go this this weekend, forget about it. I I I, I would hope the Mets fans will pick it outside the Rich, stadium. Rich, yeah. I I hate to be the bearer of bad news to you, yes. but they're going to sell. The season's over. I know you're, and I know you're sitting there, 1973. No you gotta man. believe, but you know what? Tug McGraw's not walking through that door anytime soon. So what, they've what, they've what, had a hundred. Rich, they played a hundred and three games this year, and they've okay. played at a sub 500 level. What would give you confidence that all of a sudden they're going to play 13, 14 games over 500 the rest of the season, the which last would 20, no guarantee gets into the playoffs? Dan, they're 12 and eight in the last 20. So okay, what? That's, that's a bad. small sample size. You can't okay, base an entire season left. on 20 games. But then you got 60 left. If we can Rich, go 12 and Rich, eight. guess what? Rich, they yeah. were 14 and 7 to start the season. How'd that work out? Right. Well, How'd that work out? But it's too early. That's way too early. But you I'm just saying know. that's a 21-game sample compared to your 20, and I thank you for the phone call. Come on, Rich. Come on, buddy. Rich, Rich is a, has a dental practice, if I'm not mistaken. Right? If some yo-yo sits into the chair at Rich's practice and his teeth are brown and corroded and, and, and littered with cavities, like he's never seen toothpaste in his life, right? He wouldn't know Colgate if it smacked him right up beside the head. It doesn't matter. Is that what Rich is going to say to the patient? You know what? Your teeth look great. But, 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 doctor, I brushed my teeth last night, and I even flossed. Okay. I'm optimistic. I think things are going to turn around instead of recommending wholesale changes from a dental standpoint. 
I'm talking extractions, root canals. I mean, anything possible to be able to make that teeth and make those teeth shimmery and shiny. Uh, whatever. No, not whatever. Well, how does it benefit me? <laughs> I can't. I just can't. Say it again. Oh, my God, I can't. Oh. You, you go. got to sell. You got to sell. Because, again, like I said earlier, what did you trade away? You traded away David Robertson. David Robertson, you could re-sign him again in the offseason on another one-year deal, and hopefully he's your eighth-inning guy next year when Diaz comes back. Mets aren't making the playoffs. They're not. I mean, that's what, I mean. It, it, it's foolish. You're getting excited about two wins against the worst team or one of the worst teams in baseball in the Washington Nationals. The only team in the division, by the way, that's worse than you are. Two games, and the one Thursday, you barely escaped, and you needed a, to wait out a, a monsoon for an hour. Who are you beating? I mean, come on, they've given this team time and time and time. You went up to Boston and got smoked over the weekend, and Boston's not even a playoff team. I mean, what? how many more chances does this fan base need to come to the realization that the Mets just aren't that good this year? They're not. Of course, the players are going to say, we're going to fight, we're going to scratch, we're going to claw, we're going to do all those things, because you know what? They got to be there. You and I could watch other things, right? Once the trade deadline passes, and if they sell and they're essentially out of it, you don't have to watch them the rest of the season. You could start looking at other things. You could go enjoy the rest of your summer. Those players got to show up and still play every single day. You know, when it's Mets, I, I don't even have the schedule in front of me, but when the Mets are playing... I don't know. Let me let me let me pull it up here. Um, late in August, you know, Mets Pirates at City Field in a couple of weeks. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I don't know if I'd watch that game if they were playing in my backyard, but the players still got to be there. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. That is the telephone number. Quick timeout. We'll come back. Get into some giant stuff as well. Grasses show till noon, 98.7 ESPN. Good morning, weatherman Dan. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. We heard our weather update earlier in the show. Get out now while you can and enjoy some of the Saturday because uh, skies are going to darken, storms are going to arrive a little bit later on this afternoon. It's time now for the leaderboard update presented by Glenn Fittick. He got the 3M open. Going on out in Minnesota this weekend. Oh, what an event that is, right? Lee Hodges right now, your clubhouse leader. 15 under par. Tyler Duncan, minus 11. Then you got Kevin Streelman, JT Poston, Tony Finau, Brent Snedeker, all at 10 under par. And that is your leaderboard update brought to you by Glenn Fittick, single malt scotch whiskey, world's most awarded single malt scotch whiskey, skillfully crafted. Enjoy responsibly. Glenn Fittick, single malt scotch whiskey, ABV, 40% alcohol by volume, 2023, imported by William Grant & Sons, New York, New York. 800-919-3776 is our telephone number. I promise we'll get to the Giants to start off uh, hour number three coming up at 11 o'clock because you know what? There's some things you like to see already. 
about Big Blue in uh, year number two for uh, Brian Dayball, Joe Shane at the helm. I was a little surprised a couple of days ago. It's having breakfast, and I see this um, story put out in USA Today. Sean Payton and Sean Payton taking some shots at the former coaching staff of the Denver Broncos, namely the guy who's the offensive coordinator for the Jets right now, and Nathaniel Hackett. And look, we know it didn't go well in Denver for him last year. Anybody involved, it was it, it was dreadful. But you know, there's these unwritten rules among the fraternity that you don't necessarily throw daggers and forget about daggers. And that was like basically just like firing off cannons from point blank range, especially about guys who were still in the league which is essentially what Sean Payton did. And it got a lot of controversy, a lot of it. A lot of people responded. And, you know, maybe some of it was warranted. Maybe some of it wasn't. That's not for me to decide, right? I'm not one of the principals involved. But Robert Sala is because, you know what? Sean Payton said some things about the Jets. Jets won the offseason. He said, we don't want to be that. We don't want to be one of those guys that wins the offseason. And then ultimately, everything goes belly up. He's like, you watch and see the Jets and hard knocks. What Sean Payton doesn't realize is that the Jets didn't want hard knocks. The NFL basically put a gun to the Jets' head and said, you're doing hard knocks. Right? Reluctantly, they agreed to do it. Um, But here was Robert Sala on TMKS talking about Sean Payton's comments. I'm not going to acknowledge it. I'm not. Well, you expect more from people. But the, the big thing I will say is that, you know, we're, we're excited about the direction, the direction we're going. You know, with Joe Douglas and his staff and our staff, we've been very deliberate in how we've done things. Really excited about Hackett and Keith Carter and Todd Downing and the staff that we put together on offense. There's a lot of juice and energy on that side of the ball and doing a really, really nice job assembling it uh, and putting the offense together. And we're excited about the direction we're going. I joke around. I'd say, you know, like I said, the Rico Ritchie quote, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. If people are just looking for us to fail, we'll just keep watching. If you ain't got no haters, then you ain't popping. Popping like our weather forecasts on this show, right? You ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. Robert Sala. Um, So anyway, I don't know whether it was like Broncos, PR, whoever it was, got to Sean Payton and maybe said, you know what? Maybe we need to do some damage control here. It's still very early on in training camp. Maybe we don't want this to be like the overriding controversy. So the next day, Peyton comes out and says that um, he feels he went too far with his comments. There's a pound of flesh for these guys. and in, As a coach, you stick up for them. And after a while, we're past that season last year. And, you know, I said what I said. And obviously, I needed a little bit more restraint. And uh, I regret that. That being said, what I told the team is, you know, if it can happen, and I, I'm th- I think I'm pretty good relative to working with the media and, and pretty savvy, and I just had one of those moments. Jared's a good friend, uh, real good at his job. Two lattes in the morning, first one I see, and 40 minutes later, I'm, I'm regretting it. He's talking about Jared Bell, the writer for USA Today, who he did that interview with. Okay. So, you know, he takes accountability, but what he also did was, all right, He also gave the Jets some bulletin board material already for a game in week number five, which they may not have needed any additional bulletin board material already because you know that the Jet quarterback is somebody who never forgets. Okay, I think that that's pretty obvious and how he uses motivation and a chip on his shoulder. And hell, he won a couple of MVPs doing that in the last three years. So you knew that that week five game and that trip to Denver was always going to be one that was circled on the calendar because, hey, 
The offensive coordinator is very, very dear friends with Aaron Rodgers. The offensive coordinator who was the head coach in Denver last year, who they fired, and they burned his name in effigy, essentially, right? Not a good thing was said about Nathaniel Hackett out there in Denver. And then you have the current head coach of the Broncos go in there and basically just dump kerosene on the whole thing all over again. As if the Jets didn't need any extra motivation going into that game, now you have this. Interesting. I bet you these networks, and I guess you can't do it because it's still too early in the season, week five, all these networks are probably fighting over themselves to see if they could flex that one at the prime time. <laughs> Jets, Broncos, week five in prime time. We'll see what happens. You know, if I'm Sean Payton right now, here's what I'm doing. I'm not worrying about what happened there last year. And you know what was funny, too, about those comments that Peyton made? He also mentioned about how just the building and the organization was run like a clown show. The president of the team was there then, who's still there. GM was there, who's still there. Right? Ownership, the whole nine yards. So basically, he threw under the bus people that he still works for currently. You better win games. Nothing more, nothing less. You could say whatever the hell you want to say if you're winning games. Otherwise, you want to talk about a hot seat? That'll happen. Craig is in Lansing, Michigan, up next here on 9870 ESPN. Craig, how are you? Oh, great, man. I want to talk Jets and backup quarterback situation. But first, I'd like to comment on that. I mean, this guy hasn't won a Super Bowl for 13 years. Um, and... When they he went twelve and four with Drew Brees, he leaves next year. He's nine and eight, and then he quits his job. So I mean, I don't have as much respect for him as everybody else does. And I think he's, he you know he Drew Brees is in in, in his primes, not walking through that door. He's got Russell Wilson sixteen touchdowns last year. I, I mean, I do believe he's going to improve the culture because it, it's got nowhere to go but up. But I think people give him way too many props than he deserves. Um, a lot like of I people feel that they could, you know, it's funny. People throw shots at Aaron Rodgers and say, you know what? Why did you only go to the one Super Bowl with the Packers, despite all those MVPs and all the individual success and everything? You know, you could say the same. If you're going to say that, you also look at Peyton's record there with the Saints. Only one Super Bowl. You had Breeze. They had a lot of bad losses in the playoffs over those years. You know what I'm saying? You can make the same statement about him. Here's the bottom line, though, Craig. If I'm Sean Payton, I'm not worrying about what happened last year or Aaron Rodgers or Nathaniel Hackett. I'm worrying about Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm worried about Justin Herbert and the Chargers in your own division. That should get my immediate cause of concern. Well, I'm glad you bring up Mahomes because it was going to be one of my examples. You know, even the Chiefs had to rely on Chad Henney to come in and play well when Mahomes got hurt, okay? So I think that the Jets are so heavily invested in this season that they need to go get a backup. And even if it's somebody you don't really like, you just get whatever is out there that's better than what you got now. Because unless you believe in Zach Wilson, I mean, ask Aaron Rodgers what happened the last time he got hurt. They were 4-1. and one. Uh, Brett Hundley comes in, and they win two games the rest of the way. And this, in that same season, Ben Roethlisberger, had to rely they were a playoff bound team and Landry Jones comes in and they stink the rest of the way. So I think, you know, in a league where even when it was only sixteen games, these teams are gonna transition to the to the mindset where, hey, we need two quarterbacks because it's seventeen games now and it won't be very long that it's gonna be eighteen. And I just think that like I say, with them so heavily invested, they need to go out and get somebody that can come in, even if it's just for a few games, hopefully, because it might be foolish to believe um, that a quarterback in this day and age can make it through all the way through healthy. 
Craig, you're not wrong, and I thank you for the phone call. Uh, let me get a break in. I'll come back and address your comments. We'll also get into the Giants as well to start out number three. Don will join us coming up at 1130 to talk about the Sasso softball game, which happens later on today in Hawthorne. Grasso Show for another 60, 9870 ESPN. And make those teeth shimmery and shiny. Uh, whatever. No, not whatever. Well, how does it benefit me? 